You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to 3AM. 3AM. 3AM, where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3AM is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the 3AM podcast. My name is DJ. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. Guys, welcome to episode 100. Hey, uh, Man, we started this thing uh, two and a half years ago. (laughs) And it's wild to think about. Bro, you remember when... Like, the stat we heard was if you can make it past 20 episodes, you can make it. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> we were hyped about that. And that was 80 episodes ago. Quick math. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but congratulations. Thank Dude. you to everyone who supported us thus far. 100%. Right off the bat, we want to thank patrons. Everyone who supported us, specifically our top-tier patrons, our $25 ones, they are technically producers of the show. So, real quick, we want to thank Brittany, my sister. Aaron, you know who you are. You're the best. Uh, she's given so much to us. Alex, the homie, Kevin, Junior, Kylie, Tenny, Isaac, and shout out Tone Mob, uh, homie of the podcast. But without you guys, like we wouldn't have any of this. So thank Huge you thanks. so much. Yeah. Also, you may notice we told you guys we had some big changes coming up. One of those is our new studio, Ayo. which we are in right now. We got a real life fern wall on the back here. Planted that last week myself. And we got this cool little like wood table thing here. It's all legit now. We're legit. We got tables and shit. Yeah. Uh, we finally moved out of DJ's bedroom. So that's the biggest step we've made as a podcast. DJ's the so most grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I have my own space now. And yeah, the studio has yeah. its own space. Oh, but. for sure. No, it's dope to be down here. Also, we have a couple of visitors. So first off, I want to shout out our interns, Miranda and Kalima, and a couple of visitors back here. We got Aiden, Charles' brother, Willow, and Mal are also. Shout out Aiden. All there. So what up? Thanks, you guys. 
Uh, if you're watching, you probably already follow us. But if you don't follow us, uh, check us out on Patreon if you want to support us. Uh, com slash the 3 a.m. pod. Um, we also have our Discord, which is new. Sorry, I think my mic is falling. I might have to do, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> um, our Discord uh, is available to everyone. thing that we're excited for is our emotes. We just created a bunch of custom emotes uh, for, for Discord. We're hoping it'll transfer over to YouTube soon. We're thinking about Twitch in the future. This mic is definitely falling. Um, <laughs> Should we yeah. fix real quick? Yeah, we'll fix it while you bring up the the, the new emotes real Dude, quick. We're so stoked everyone's here. Hopefully we have a good time tonight. Uh, interact with us as much as you want in chat. Kalima's going to be watching. So is Miranda. So, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. It's been a journey, bro. <laughs> Speaking of journey... I know most of you know this, but there might be some of you who don't. We started in a basement with one mic that was placed on this stool. <laughs> and uh, we'd wanted to start a podcast for so long, and we just didn't know what to do. The original idea was, uh, let's do shit we don't want our moms to know. And we oh, would call yeah. it, don't, please don't tell my mom. <laughs> so just all the hooligan stories of us growing up, and we'd ask all of our friends their hooligan stories. We're like, all right, let's do it. Uh, your boy and your other boy, we, we're kind of perfectionists. <laughs> so we thought about doing it for like four or five years. Yeah, so we just thought about it for a really long time. Then finally, we're like, all right, no matter what, on this day, let's meet in my tiny-ass basement apartment. <laughs> where <laughs> on I our to camp die, chairs. On creaky-ass camp chairs. And let's just record it. And who cares? Let's just put it out there and see what's up. And yeah, we did that. And from there, we're sitting here at... A hundred episodes later, dude. <laughs> so it's it's truly been a journey. And yeah, we've had a lot of friends and family. Like if it weren't for everyone supporting us, we would not have kept going so much. So shout out my family specifically, all my siblings, my parents, you're the real ones, all of their families and a couple of straight up day oneers who like privately hit us up all the time to encourage us. So thank you so much. Gang. Uh, Sean, you finished something today. Hell yeah, brother. So I threw this up on our Instagram today as I did our episode drop announcement from the top of Mount Baldy. Um, I was running a race. It's the uh, Cirque Mountain Series. And the race I did, um, I actually, I posted a pic. If you want to throw that up for our uh, listeners to check that out of the course I was on. Whoa, look at that background. (laughs) So I started here at the bottom. And then wanted to kill myself for about three and a half miles till I got to the top. And that's where I announced the episode drop. <laughs> and then ran all the way, rest of the way down. So at this point, I can't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hella sore right now, bro. Dude, we showed up to the studio to like set everything up. And Sean is laying like a dead body on the floor. <laughs> and all of us like moved around him while we set <laughs> things up. And he's like, guys, I seriously can't. And then he... Went upstairs and like <laughs> laid down. He's like, dude, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Bro, how many races have you run so far? Uh, let's see. So I did, this is my first uh, Cirque Mountain series. I'm also doing another one in September. It's up in Wyoming. But I r- have run four different Spartan races. All at the, they're different like lengths from three miles, nine miles to 14 miles. And... I feel like I did like a tough mutter one time. Yeah, you did. But that's 
long forgotten. Um, Why, dude? It's just messy, bro. You enjoy it? I I don't like the mess. I like the race. But why you do you like the, the race? race. You, you enjoy doing all these races. Oh, yeah. Well, for the first half, I hate it as I'm going 2,500 feet up for three and a half miles. And then I have this like euphoria that hits when I get to the top. And it's just like that runner's high, bro. <laughs> bro, I don't believe it, though. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you can believe what you want, bro. But, dude, I actually love it. I love doing it. Um, and I feel like just like today – I was like looking around at all the other people who were out there like ready to do the race. And I'm like, man, dude, I'm the most out of shape person here. <laughs> Everyone was just super in shape, like trail runners. That's a different kind of like physical, like. That's funny. Cause when we're hiking, you were like ahead of everyone. <laughs> Sean gasses us so hard when we hike. Dude, so I was I getting feeling. gas today. Yeah. I haven't seen the results, but I did the whole course, which was like a little over seven miles and then up a, a mountain, I did it in about uh, a little over two hours. But I just saw the person who placed first in that race. It was 56 minutes. And I'm like. The whole thing? The whole thing. How Whoa. long did it take you? Two, Like two hours, 12 minutes. Oh, bitch. He was running yeah. twice, more <laughs> than Damn, twice as fast, ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider marathons or ultra marathons when you think of, uh, what's his name? Bald David dude. Goggins. David Goggins. Is that like. He is sadist. What's the word? Oh yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah What's the right word? Just where you enjoy putting yourself through the pain. Yeah. Okay, I kind of relate relate to that, dude. Because why else would you want to run one of these races? Yeah. Yeah. I actually do at some point want to run a marathon and try an ultra. So that's in Dang. the future as well. That's wild. Did y'all know marathon runners doo doo and pee pee themselves? Yeah. Do you know that's like a regular thing? Yeah, and they have like crazy, uh, like chapped nipples. Oh yeah, they have nah, to tape bro, them. You put on that body glide and tape, bro. You're not getting no chaps, bro. What? I had I had a cousin who like ran a marathon, several or something. And when I was little, she said, "Yeah, you just as you run, you just let it run." And I was <laughs> mortified. Like that's the foulest thing I've ever heard. You just running and. <laughs> We also ate a ton of Taco Bell before we went live. So I was gonna say, uh, what, yeah. what sadist tend- <laughs> tendencies do you have? Taco so many. Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, dude. Spicy food is my biggest one. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have to think. I have many. <laughs> There's like a, a thing I go through, like when a situation gets so bad, like the worse it gets, the funnier I find it. Because I'm like, wow, this could not get worse. And Same. It kind of does. So I usually just laugh, and my wife. I think that's a really fun situation. <laughs> like when we have really hard times, I just laugh because it's hilarious to me. Bro, I was doing the same thing like a few weeks ago when we were on the Lost Coast, and I'm pretty sure everyone was pissed at me because <laughs> I was like out running in the rain, like with my shirt off, laughing, and everyone's in their tents, and I'm sure that they just were upset. They're like, "We're stuck with this." Psycho. Bro, you you are constantly laughing at the weirdest times. Okay, Sean so has that. so what if I laugh during you the know middle that. of I'm hereditary. not the only one. The one I'm thinking of is Kevin in Hereditary. Bro, I laugh too. Oh, that one in spot, movies where it's like, like the part you're not supposed <laughs> to laugh, you can always count on Sean and Kevin. Spoiler laughing. alert. In Hereditary, a character is in the back of a car and sticks their head out of a car. And then smack, their head runs into a light pole. And their head, they get beheaded. And it's like out of nowhere when you're watching. It's so jarring. So that happens in the movie theater and everyone's like, <gasps> and Kevin goes, 
and like screams and everyone looks over at him and then when Kevin starts laughing he literally can't stop so it just like fueled itself and everyone's watching him too so that fueled him too dude uh, it's like when uh people were watching the Joker and there's like the the mass shooter dude it's not it's not a good feeling <laughs> I remember yeah when we watched the Joker and like if you haven't seen the Joker there's very dark things that happen at the end and people were laughing like it was so uncomfortable in the theater and I was like this is not the right reaction I swear it was someone here who went to go see the Joker and like Oh, it was me. <laughs> I swear there's someone here, dude. I'm that guy. It's me. I saw the Joker. And somebody was laughing maniacally at like random parts. And I looked at my girlfriend. Red flag, bro. I yeah. looked back at the person back and forth. And I'm like, do we stay? Do we go is, a little bit closer to the exit? Is this $5 Tuesday movie? where they are. Really, really worth? Uh, we made it. <laughs> Barely. Dude, I made it like a 4D experience. Sean, are races getting harder for you? Um, this one was definitely one of the hardest ones I've done. What do you mean getting with, harder? Well, I'm like not the types lie. of races he's getting. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like I feel Just like level of difficulty. Oh, old, old. <laughs> like my little brother's visiting in town, and I've been trying to like plan all these fun activities. And bro, I'm like, yeah, man, like let's go hike. And then he he leaves the room, and I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I have, I'm like, hey, I need to go work on work real quick. And I go to my room and nap for like 20 minutes. <laughs> but, dude, I'm starting to feel the effects of getting older, which like is weird. Is it just the napping what or what? I, the first thing I've noticed is uh, noises I make. So, like, <laughs> just like grunts. Like getting out of my couch. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 it's hard, bro. I used to be a spry young thing. Actually, okay, this is really embarrassing. Whatever. I I may or may not have. <laughs> I can't believe I brought this up on on live. Uh, I may or may not have photos of myself <laughs> without shirt. <laughs> wow, dude, embarrassing, bro. No, like when I was fit and I was looking at him and I was like, dude, I have fallen so far. <laughs> like this is unreal. I just I'm like not the same person. But anyway, those are me. Tumbling, me huh? getting older. How about you guys, <laughs> dude? Recovery time for me is is getting a little bit longer. <laughs> kind of fun. It's speaking I, of getting old. What do you think of all segment. the? <laughs> uh, Real quick, we're being alerted. Yeah, we got some good stuff in the chat. Oh, oh let's hear from chat real quick. So, mommy Buttercup, back to when you guys were talking about laughing. Um, she says laughing is the best way to get through stuff. My parents laugh when my dad got his cancer diagnosis. <sighs> I mean, well, it is true. There he goes. <laughs> what was that name? Mommy Buttercup. Oh, oh. <laughs> with a name like that. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got some Kevin comments. Kevin's laugh boosts my serotonin. Where's, <laughs> where's Kevin? People want to know. Bro, dude. Ooh. Actually, Kevin, unfortunately, is at a funeral, at a friend's funeral. So he couldn't make it tonight. Yeah. And this isn't the last time we're going to stream. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't. We don't, we don't have a exact schedule. It, honestly, it's taken so much just to do this. <laughs> like literally minutes before we started, seconds before before we started, we were still preparing, plugging shit in, yeah, unplugging yeah, shit, yeah, dude. It's uh, as we it, were already streaming, we were still trying to fix up the mics and so yeah. they weren't falling. It's been a lot. So uh, yeah. Also, like live being a new element. This I don't know. I'm feeling a little awkward. So it's crazy. Trying to, to think. there's at least like 14 like, people watching us. Yeah, trying to break the. <laughs> Not break the fourth wall, but there are people watching us. <laughs> <laughs> Take this away. 
<laughs> Anything else from chat? Um, yeah, there's a lot. Mommy Buttercup says, don't diss my name. You should. <laughs> my story today, it's my birthday. Be nice. Yo! Oh, happy birthday. I, I don't know I if know that's this a, is. Is that... Uh, you don't need to one say of our, Yeah, we don't need to say it, But <laughs> we do have a, at least two followers, I swear, who messaged us and say, said it was their birthday, birthday. today. So, yeah. happy, happy birthday, birthday, you two. Do you know yeah. who you are? <laughs> then someone wants to know most embarrassing moment. And if you were forced to do a drug, which one and why? Oh, bro, all Dude. of them, first of all. <laughs> no, just kidding. Dude, I actually have an embarrassing moment, and it's something that plagues me to this day. I'm caught in the cords. Hold on. Okay, so I used to swim and play water polo in high school. This new freshman came on. I'm like a junior or something. Uh, new freshman came on, and his dad just randomly was like, hey, I'm the assistant coach now. Like, didn't go through the proper channels, but he just made himself assistant coach and started, like, coaching us. We're like, dude, who the f- who the who are like you? volunteer? <laughs> yeah, but he was like, he was made himself real official. Uh, every time, he, okay, this was high school, whatever. Every time he spoke, the entire varsity team just went underwater for like two minutes. <laughs> so he'd be like, "All right, guys, we're gonna be running a dr-, and also be like, <gasps> and just stay under there forever." Huh. But one time we're at like a, a meet. And I'm sitting in the crowd, and he's just screaming at people. I, I will try to justify my actions of being a little asshole by saying he was a dickhead. He was really <laughs> he was really mean, and he always like compared the whole team to his son, right? So everyone's like, dude. So I'm sitting in the stands, and I'm like, I'm just going off. And people are laughing, so they're kind of fueling me. So I'm just tearing into him. <laughs> he's such a dick. Like, he's so stupid. He doesn't know shit. His son is stupid. Like, I'm going off, right? <laughs> And after like 10 minutes, someone just goes, dude, his mom is right behind you. And I just sat there and I went like, and she was sitting literally right behind me. And I just stood up and walked out. And I have not stopped thinking about that since the day it happened, dude. So now anytime I'm like talking doo-doo, I'm like, just making sure. Hyper-conscious yeah, of yeah. who's around, who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. That's been on my mind a lot lately. So funny that question came up. I kind of feel good about, you know, being able to vent a little. Thank, thank you, whoever that was. <laughs> Any embarrassing things with you guys? Uh, elementary school. <laughs> the whole experience. The entirety the of it. Thing. No, when I, uh, I had a mad lisp growing up. <laughs> up until the sixth grade. Uh, and if you listen carefully, I went through enough training where, like, I overemphasized my S's. Whoa. How do you overemphasize an S? I don't know. I just like, they did like a bunch of exercises. Like I had a straw and when you like have the, the letter S or when you say the letter S or words with the letter S, it would like whistle through the straw. So like you were trying to go for that sound when you were talking. Hmm. Yeah. So it's just like a bunch of like speech drills. <laughs> Some of and us dude, did sports. Yeah, Some every, of us did <laughs> yeah, drills. Uh, every week. It's okay. Every week. Uh, the office lady would come into class and be like, DJ, in front of the whole class. <laughs> it's time for your speech, your speech <laughs> lessons. Thank you. Yeah. You're like, peace out, chumps. <laughs> but that was my, uh, that was probably my embarrassing. That's not super embarrassing. I mean, it's pretty, especially at the it's time. More, I laugh at it now. Dude, there was one, there was one time we were like new friends and I was showing you a funny YouTube video. Did I have, a, did it come out? No, I was like, because it does every once in a while. Someone made a compilation of kids at Minecon, Minecraft Con. Oh, yeah. So it's like a hundred kids who went to Minecraft Con, and it's like, you know, they're <laughs> they're very socially inept. 
So they made a, a compilation of like the most awkward moments. <laughs> and the first kid on there just has the maddest lisp. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, oh, look at it. And I look at DJ and DJ's like, I had a lisp growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bitter. I don't even remember this. That's so funny. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm past that. Dude, there was one kid that I hated so much because he would always make fun of my lisp. And he would dude, do that call all him the out time. right now. I'm What's like, up? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I, was, I was about to, I dude. <laughs> I looked at the camera and everything. Uh, he would always do that rebuttal, like, I, like he'd he'd like hit his shoulder on me, and I'd be like, "Oh, uh, sorry," and he'd be like, oh, "Sorry, my gosh, dude." <laughs> oh, dude, savage. savage kids are assholes, dude. Dude, yeah, kids are psychopaths. <laughs> but yeah. bro, I'm trying to think of an embarrassing moment. I think the most is probably this one time I went to Minecraft Con. Because I was here, <laughs> dumb dude. You couldn't afford it. Yeah, no, we couldn't, bro. They, you were they playing didn't take actual Minecraft grass. outside. <laughs> Sean's like hitting real rocks with yeah. a hammer. <laughs> it's not working, guys. Yeah, <laughs> a dumb count. Son. <laughs> See, this is where you would spam the onion grass emote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Dude, Sean, now you're pretty poised. I feel like you're like you you you're very thoughtful in your actions. So yeah, you don't often find yourself in a embarrassing moment. Sean's also hella like thick skin too. So, like, bro, if he I doesn't still get made himself, fun of for sh- unless he you beat care. him in video games. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> then he becomes a giant baby, big salty boy. You you have an embarrassing moment you want to tell? Yeah, it's uh for Jordan, who's not here. Oh, dude, yeah, everyone who always gives love to Jordan. Jordan moved away and grew up. <laughs> yeah, he's got a like big boy job. Yeah, yeah, got a big boy he's job. Ascended. He's ascended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, Jordan hates scary movies hates them and sean and i we went through like a four-year period where we saw like two scary movies a week in the theaters any that came out we went and saw it any movie theater or any yeah movie that came out we were there at the movie theater and we made jordan come with us so jordan was like experiencing all this trauma he was like not sleeping he's like holy shit dude i gotta figure something out so he devised a plan he's like okay the movie will start and i'll be like oh i need to go get popcorn (laughs) so he would walk around the movie theater for like an hour and a half during movies Go to the bathroom, play some of the arcade games. <laughs> he spent money to do that. Yeah, I know. Talk about FOMO, bro. <laughs> That's so funny. But uh, so this one time we're seeing Sinister. Oh, yeah. And Sinister's about Bagul, who like makes kids kill their families. That sounds so, close. Pretty enough. heavy. And Jordan, in the, min- in, the, in the beginning of it, he's like, okay, I'm going to go get popcorn. So he leaves 20 minutes later. On the screen is the scariest scene of the entire movie. And it's a point of point POV camera of a lawnmower filming of a kid pushing a lawnmower on the on the lawn. As that's happening, Jordan walks in, huge bowl of popcorn. <laughs> and he's down and he's in front, in front of the entire place because we always sit in back to make sure no one can kill us during movies. Exactly. So he's in front of the entire auditorium, and all of a sudden the lawnmower. You see for a flash of a second the family's face, and the kid runs over the face with the lawnmower, and it's like, and it's like this loud noise, and it freaks out. And Jordan goes, and, and chucked throws popcorn all the everywhere, popcorn. ten feet in the air. It rains down, and the entire auditorium like ha <laughs> laughed at him. But yeah, it That's was funny. funny. You had to be there. What drugs would you do though? Oh, shit. have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> If I was Joe Rogan, what's the question? If you're forced to take drugs, which one would you do? Is that what we? Is that what it was? I think that's what it was, dude. I'm taking meth off the table. Oh, okay. I was gonna say heroin off the table. 
I can't deal with that right now. My life is too stressful. I would probably do DMT. How about you two? Cocaine, dude. <laughs> okay. That's the status drug. <laughs> if there was like no, if there were like like zero the side effects. Drug? The what? The status drug. It is. It's like <laughs> narcos, like all the money is in it. Getting shit done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'd want to just explore the universe on like some shrooms. Maybe oh, take some shrooms. That's what I would do. Yeah. Do not do drugs. We're not condoning. Yeah, we're not. This is hypothetical in a video game we played once. Don't do drugs. (laughs) Stay in school. How's chat doing? They're good. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you got torn up about your lisp. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it. Yeah. (laughs) We got. Who the. There's no S in there. Who the. DJ (laughs) Pathikala. Yeah. Gary Thor. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this Gary Thor podcast. <laughs> Three a.m. Oh my gosh, it's everywhere. <laughs> I'm so sorry. These are all low hanging fruit. I've heard all of these. <laughs> um, Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's oh, it, okay. bro. Talk about embarrassing. I prayed for a growth spurt for two and a half years straight. Almost every day, I tried not to miss a day. I was like, God. I'm doing my best. I'm keeping these commandments. It's time to see a little blessings. <laughs> I just want to hit six feet. And I prayed for that for like two years, almost every day. I probably missed like two days. That's probably why it didn't happen. Bro. But uh, that was only like two years ago. So <laughs> so you've been doing it for two years. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently doing it. <sighs> People are also asking where Lucy is. Oh, dude, Lucy's in. Lucy has a better life than most of our listeners probably. <laughs> Most dogs. Yeah. I'm saying listeners. Uh, She's traveling right now with my wife. They're in Portland. And they're just doing activity after activity every day, all day. But Lucy is healthy and happy. She survived. She's actually an amazing dog now. She's finally calming down. No period. Oh, my gosh. she's She finished her womanhood. And she's amazing. I love her. (laughs) Yeah. Dope. Anything else? They want uh, height checks. Height First checks. of all, rude. <laughs> I'm six seven. What are you? Six seven, not me. <laughs> Stand up, bro. Oh, hold on. <laughs> no. Are we? Are, do they really want? <laughs> do they want really? it? Yeah, who said that? Someone said, "Do you hit six feet?" Um, and then someone else. Oh said no, I do lying down, but. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is OnlyFans. We just do whatever they want us to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah, let's see some donos, and I'll yeah. show you some feet. <laughs> Everybody, $50 donut on up, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, before we move on, from all of the listeners who are here, any questions for us? Any thoughts? We also have the ability to do polls tonight. So if you can think of a good poll, message, and we'll do. We'll try it out. We'll try this shit out. <laughs> Tonight's about having fun. So first question: Where do we send the foot money? I have a Venmo. <laughs> Oh, put the Venmo handle up? Yeah, we should. <laughs> That's so funny. Put it up then. I don't know what it is. Damn you. Let's check. This is thrilling entertainment. Come through. Charles will show his feet. I think it's at Nocte Notice, but I'm not sure. The 3 a.m. podcast. <laughs> hey, that's the handle. Yeah. At the 3 a.m. podcast. Perfect. Dope. Should we get started? I guess Actually, let's do this. Oh, two, oh. two questions. Okay. 
The first is, are you still Mormon? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's that. And the next is, can Charlie take off his socks? Uh, w- like we said, the Venmo is up. <laughs> Put hey, up yo. some numbers and we'll see what's up. Yeah. Oh, one more. Which story from the podcast scared you the most? Oh, shit. That's a good question. Mm. Charles had one a few, a, few, a few years ago. A few weeks ago. I told, and he was terrified on the way home. He called me. He's like, dude, I'm actually scared driving home. I think your wife was out of town. And, and my phone was on 1%. Yeah. And I was borrowing a huge car. So it was like there's so much room for someone behind to hide darkness. Behind you. Yeah. 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 He was like, uh, my phone's at 1%. And it's probably going to die. And it died. <laughs> so, phoneless. That was a rough time. And I was like, man, screw this podcast, dude. I hate this. <laughs> this is not worth it. Uh, what story was that, though? Some demon shit. That's what scares me the most. Yeah. But we got to remember. I don't know. What about you guys? I remember. And it wasn't scary, like, when I told the story because I'd already gone over it. But when I got the story from someone... It was a person who hit me up on LinkedIn, found me, and sent their story there. And as I'm reading it at like midnight, I'm like, F- this story is scary, bro. Which one was it? What it was, it was the one where his mom dies and he gets roped into going to like some sort of Ouija board seance. That one scared me too. Bro, that one was terrifying. Anything with demons, I just like, dude, I, it's everything else is fun and games to me. But demons, I'm always like very hesitant. <laughs> Not no bueno. That's usually when it gets me to when I'm like reading the story by myself in the dark. And I'm like, isn't that one where they're doing like the Ouija and then the freaking they like run to the comes kitchen to the back door. and then there's something standing at the back door? Dude. Oh my yeah. gosh. I think it's pretty evident or clear, but we love like Native American folklore and yeah. especially Skinwalker. I think that was a huge reason why, even before we had this podcast, we would like search out Skinwalker stories. Yeah. There's a lot of anonymity behind that. And uh, Leah cleared a lot of that up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think about times where I got like chills around my whole body uh, during the podcast. And there, there's a few, but the one that sticks out most is just Leah. Leah was awesome. Talking about uh, she was laying in her bed. Oh, yeah. She saw the Skinwalker in her window and. She woke her family up. She had to like walk out and she knew. And it was her there. mom was, yeah, like leading this whole, this whole operation. Yeah, this charge. Yeah. And her mom grabbed her and was like, we can't afford to be scared. So the chills were like part like, like uh, I, I don't know. Just uh, inspiration, motivation. <laughs> but like, dude, also terrifying to like run outside with one of those. But yeah. yeah. Good question. That is a great question. Is that it? No, there's a bunch. Oh, we'll dude, keep it going. Let's yeah. go this as long as we Let's want. Let's take a couple more. Okay, one is what type of stories freak you out the most or what's the scariest genre? Me is demons, 100%. I don't know. It depends on my mood. It's a lame answer, I know. <laughs> well, for me, like, this is one that scared me most was that demon story. But I think in general as a genre, probably, like, people, like, out in the woods. Because I, I can relate. I can see that happening. Especially, yeah, we to, go out in the me, woods a yeah, ton, yeah. ton of times. So, yeah. Anything, or what do you like the most then? Give them something. I feel like you were torn, or DJ seems to really, really enjoy like mimic stories. Sure. Missing 411. Mm, prob- I've probably spent the most time reading about Missing 411 than anything else. So, hmm, sick. That's a favorite. 
What else we got? Heather says, if you had to pick a favorite out of each other, who would you pick? Well, I'd pick me for sure. <laughs> oh, damn. Right answer. <laughs> I'll pick Kevin. No, I'll pick Jordan. Kevin and Jordan. I said Kalima. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, I'm the only narcissist here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so no one picked you. <laughs> this is a good one. Are you guys ever going to do a live recording from a haunted place? Dude. We talked about this, actually. We um, talked about it. Oh, I think it was yesterday I was talking to you as we were like going past like an amphitheater somewhere. And we kind of talked about doing a recording there, but also branching out to like other scary haunted places. That would be so sick. So we're thinking about it. It's in the works. Yeah. Is in that yes. we're talking we'll about. We'll do it. one before the end of the year. Ooh. Okay. You okay. just found us. Before the end of the year. We really want to take it a step further and separate us. <laughs> so they're streaming backpacks, if you've ever seen that, or if you're on Twitch or anything like that. You... uh it's like fully mobile streaming capable. It's a backpack, has internet, has a camera, and like a speaker where like people can pay to uh, have like their comments read out loud. Yeah. So they can walk around and hear the comments and speak to the camera. So we've thought about that's way in the future. <laughs> but like ultimate 3 a.m. would be us three each having a backpack, exploring a haunted place. Freak, dude. At the same time. Or just like hanging out in a haunted place and doing an episode, all three of us together. Bro, I already done that basically when I went out to the pink house. Oh, you remember that? I do. Classic. Yeah, we were doing an elaborate plan to trick Jordan and scare him. So we told him Sean had to go to his grandpa's funeral. First of all, sketchy that we're using the death of a family member as like our alibi. See, the problem was, or the, it oh, yeah. worked. It worked because it was actually happening. Like but that, you just couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. So and, I was like, I have to go. And left earlier that day, just hung around, hung out around town, and then headed out. And there's this scary, there's this famous scary house in South Provo called the Pink House. Yeah. And I think it's gone now, actually. Yeah, it got, it got demolished, but it's way out in the middle of this field. You have to run across like six fields, and they're privately owned. And one part has a, a bunch of horses. And, and they're one was scary ass horses. Yeah, yeah, bro. They were like rearing up and kicking at us. And Sean went out there like an hour early and had to sit in this haunted house in the darkness and just wait for us to come there. And then, yeah, we terrorized Jordan. It was a really good fun memory. Yeah. Fun memory. <laughs> uh, real quick, I want to ask everyone in chat, if you're comfortable, where, what state or what country are you in? I just want to know where like everyone's from. Yeah. Because this is the first time we're like, it's us as a group of friends. We do this every week, but it's fun to bring chat in and just kind of like. Feel who's there. Someone yep. from chat just asked that question. Where's everyone from? Where's everyone watching from? Yeah. Dope. Sick. Cool. We got Washington State. Did uh, you guys have something? Yeah, check your fandom. I've been told. Oh, oh. she about ready to show your feet, bro. It better be. Oh, f me. Is that worth? Dude, that's a, that's a good amount. <laughs> So I have to legit show my feet? Is that how this shit works? I Are think really that's how it works. It's my bro. first time being a hoe. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know what to do. I'll... What a historical moment. Okay, so we may have just gotten Venmoed a decent amount of money. <laughs> Is it like ankle worthy? Yeah, or... I could give heel. Heel? Hey, I will say this. No, give the whole foot, dude. Wait, our our uh producers are saying don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> We literally have a picture, two pictures of DJ's feet as emoticons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but I intentionally have worn socks every time because I was like, I ain't giving that shit up. Bro, so. I already, everyone's <laughs> seen my feet too. <laughs> Should I text Brittany and ask her? <laughs> Should I be a hoe? Someone said, Charlie, do you need to ask your wife first? <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that, that's important too. If we don't do it, we'll Venmo the money back. Hell yeah, I'm Venmoing it back. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say though before that? It's crazy you didn't keep your promise. <laughs> It's really crazy to me that you wouldn't do what you said. Oh, I said for the right amount of money. Now that's like in the right direction, but dude, I was known on my mission. Okay, no, that's not okay. Oh. What were you, what, what were you no, gonna say, dude? Don't, don't anyway, stop so stories time. No, I uh used to go to this Fijian house and the mom was Fijian. First of all, dopest lady ever. And every time I'd show up, because it's Australia and hot is hell there, literally, I would take off shoes, socks, like tie, everything I could. So I'd walk around barefoot and she used to call me cute feet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Things cause like her kids were twice the size of me cause they were Fijian and I was just like a small Asian person, but I don't know. May have been sexually harassed. All right. What's the next subject? Anything else from chat before we move on? I'll just read a list of where everyone's saying. Oh, cool. So we got NYC, Kingsburg, California, <sighs> Central Valley, California, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Ooh. Manila, Philippines. Mm. Hell. Filipino. How do you say? Kamustaka. Mabuhay. Whoa, Whoa, bro. Don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, San Diego, Saratoga Springs, Alabama. (laughs) Hell. (laughs) Ah. Damn, that's a rough place. (laughs) Uh, Texas. Yeah, we got someone from everywhere. Sick. Cool, man. Dope. We're excited to have everyone here. Yeah. Means a lot to us. Bro, let's tell our stories. All right. All right, now we roll our 20-sided die to determine in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first, so on and so forth. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 3am. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The way we do this is still so ghetto. We haven't changed it in 100 episodes. <laughs> One day we'll have like an action cam over so you guys can see the roll a lot better i got a 10 charles got a nine deej hit a one <sighs> there fine. needs to be a punishment 
If you have a good idea for a punishment, put it in chat. I'll sprain my ankle right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I'm not showing my feet. I mean, I feel a little bit bad too, but <clears throat> I already seen, I've already shown my feet. So no one, it's not special. Okay. Dude, was that the first time you've ever been pimped out? I mean, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. That's wild. All right, guys. I got a pretty good story. And so I'm taking us to Kentucky, back to my roots. <laughs> and this is in a town called Somerset, Kentucky. The writer or the person this story happened to is named, we'll call Stormy. Now, he's about 15 years old at the time. He says that he and his friends are all like big into horror films. Like to emphasize this, he's like, I would stay up late watching the Elm Street movie, even the shitty three sequels they put out. Dude, I think they're up to like 13. Bro, they might be. Yeah. But anyways, they're all super into horror movies. One thing he and his friends, though, love more than anything else is all of the paranormal investigation shows. (laughs) And they're all just set on having their own paranormal investigation show. Now, luckily for them, one of the friends' name is Mark, and his dad also is big into it, and so he has all of the equipment, like the... uh, was not an EMF EMF detector. Yeah. He's got one of those. He even said he has like a clip full of silver bullets just in case. Oh, dude. So they're they're ready to go <laughs> against all the werewolves out there. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> so they're all set on having their own show, but they're going to be different. And they're going to be different because when shit hits the fan, they're not going to run away. <laughs> In his own words, they're going to stand their ground against whatever it is. Mm. (laughs) So, sounds pretty legit to me because one of the most (sighs) infuriating things to me is when I was watching a Finding Bigfoot one time, they're out in the woods. Somebody hears a sound. They're like, oh, it could be Bigfoot. Oh, let's go back to camp. I was like, (laughs) I was so angry, so angry. So, I'm kind of about this idea of not running away when things get gnarly out there for them. So, at this time, though, they're all like 15 And because of that, they can't exactly have their own show just yet. It's more of just exploring the woods behind their house at this point. We all have been there. Now, one weekend, Stormy and his friends are all over at Mark's place. And that was kind of the place to be just because that's where all the equipment was. And there's just huge forest out behind the house. Plenty of places to explore. They're waiting out the day, basically waiting for it to get night so they can head out and start exploring. Hmm. Now, once night fell, they took off. And he says they're all just strapped. Like, he's got a twenty-two pistol. Friends got rifles. They're all heading out. And he says, okay, so it's Somerset, Kentucky. Bro, if I ran into a ton of Kentucky teenagers with arm to the tits, dude, that would be the scariest thing in the world. He says it's not unusual. Okay. For people to be carrying guns around. However, it's slightly unusual for 15-year-old boys, too. <laughs> so it's this is like a tiny little town. Um, and Kalima, you want to throw up a picture? That is Somerset. Huh. They have like this little like city center. But once you get about two miles out of the city center, it's just forest. Nothing. Yeah. Mm. He said that basically the closest house to Mark's place is about 20 minutes. Okay. Damn. So it's like thick forest. It's all like 
uh, what is the name of it? Cumberland, like mountains or something like that. But basically, they're on the middle of nowhere. This is one of the places around Somerset, Kentucky, which looks dope to me, but like the thick forest. Okay. Just to give you an idea. So as soon as they get back into the woods, he says immediately they kind of have this like feeling of unease. Like there was still animal and bug noises and stuff like that, but it just seemed off. Not too off though to where they can't keep exploring. So they continued into the woods for about 15, 20 minutes and they come across this bridge and it's just this old rickety wooden bridge that goes across this gulch that is like 15 feet straight down basically. And then the bridge kind of goes for about 50, 60 feet until it kind of goes around like another hill. At least that's how far they can see it goes. So at this point they're like, let's just chill here. Let's take a little break. And that break turns into setting up a campfire and just chilling there. Now, uh, Stormy said that all of the homies are just sitting around the fire talking. And so he decides to go on watch. And he heads out to this perimeter that they've kind of set around their campfire, you know, because they're prepared. He heads out to the perimeter and he's just walking around, shining his flashlight off into the woods. And that's when he notices something. As he's walking, he hears the sound of the leaves crunching under his feet. And he said, normally that is not something that's weird. However, that was the only thing he could hear. Mm. As all of a sudden, there's no sounds coming out of the woods. No bugs. He's even like muted off from his friends. Like it sounds like they're long ways away. And he's just at this perimeter they set up. But the woods are dead silent. So at this point, he draws his twenty-two pistol, prepared to fight whatever it is. And he continues shining his flashlight off into the woods, and he shines it close to this gulch, which is about 15 feet down. And he said, you could go down into it, but it would be a pain in the ass to get back out of. So basically, we're trying to avoid that at all costs. He shines his flashlight over to the gulch, though, and that's when he sees it. He couldn't quite make it out at first, but as his eyes continued to adjust, he sees what looked like a man peeking up over the edge of the gulch. And this man had pale white skin that almost reflected his flashlight beam back at him. And the man had black eyes that seemed to absorb the light, and that's all he could see was just these black eyes. He stared at him for a minute And Stormy says that at this point, he was almost frozen. Like, he didn't know what to do. He's just like shining it on whatever this thing is. Not sure what his next move is. All of a sudden, the figure disappears. Goes back down into the gulch. Disappearing from sight. As soon as the figure's gone, it seems like he's able to move again. Like, almost like he was in some sort of trance or something from this figure. And he tries to like whisper loudly to his friends like guys guys and no one is responding so he goes a little louder he's like hey guys and finally they all of a sudden turn around just kind of like a little freaked out by a sudden noise coming out of the woods which is him they all turn around and he's like there's something down there in the gulch as he's like pointing over to him all of his friends immediately get up 
whipping out their rifles and pistols, come over to like where he's standing. And as they all get over to like where Stormy's at, they're looking at this gulch, scanning the area with their weapons and flashlights, trying to figure out what it is that Stormy saw when all of a sudden the thing reappears. This time, about 10 feet closer than it was before. And this it came, time came up the gulf. Just like kind of like standing straight up, almost as if it had just crouched down before and then just pops back up. He said this time it was also a little bit further up than it was the time before as well. And once again, it was like they were frozen with fear. They didn't know what they were going to do. And they're kind of just frozen there. Not sure what's going on. And then seconds later, it pops up again, 10 feet closer up this gulch closer to him. And somebody is like, it's coming closer. And somebody's like, run. And so they all start running for their lives. Those nerds, dude. I knew they wouldn't hold out. So as they start running, they're running like wild men, basically running for what they think is their lives. And Stormy said he found himself near the front of the pack as they're all running for their lives. And he could hear his two friends or two of his friends that were behind him yelling, but he couldn't tell what they were saying. And he's like, sorry, I got to get back to the house. You know, first things first, myself. They all finally make it to, back to Mark's house as they ran for their lives and their lungs are burning and they all make it back. Once they get in the house, all of them stand at a separate window or door with their guns trained on whatever entrance area there is. And they stayed there all night. After what seems like hours, the light starts to come up. The sun starts to come up. And at this point, they're kind of relaxed a little bit and exhausted. So they start falling asleep. Now, Stormy said he wasn't the last one to fall asleep, but he remembered being the last one to wake up. And all of them are sitting around in the living room just talking about what happened. And his two friends, they're running in the back, said that as they were running, they could hear what seemed like heavy footsteps coming up behind them. That's neither here nor there. We, they don't know what it is. And they decided that they were never going to go back in the woods out there again. And they never did. And they decided not to tell anyone about it until this story came out. Now, Stormy says he doesn't really talk to many of the guys. At this point, they kind of moved away. He still talks to Mark a little bit and another one of their friends whose name is Chuck. And there were a lot of questions unanswered. Like, what could it have been? Why couldn't they move whenever they saw it? And was it just an animal that kind of looked monstrous in the light of their flashlights? And maybe they'll never know. But that was Stormy's story of an experience they had out in Somerset, Kentucky. Mm. Now there is a part two. Keep it coming, dude. So this story actually comes from Chuck, one of the other guys who was there during this whole experience. Bro, I go ham on a bush. Oh, whoa, dude. Explain yourself right now. <laughs> what the hell do you mean, sir? If I saw that thing go right back, I'd go for it. You topple over the cliff. Bro, yeah, because he remembers it's a 30-foot drop right there. That's so what it wants like, you to do. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I think there's two different things going on. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, no, I think so as well. First story. It is Alabama. Kentucky. 
It is Kentucky. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> there was no one from Kentucky, right? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's f- Kentucky, you know? Uh, what was I going to say? Kill people, bro. Yeah, I mean, a big thing that happens down there that I've been told is family love, you know, <laughs> which produces inbreds. Wrong turn, bro. Yeah. So maybe it was just a freaking Cletus slithering around in the gorge. Well, that's what I like. Slithering around in the gorge? (laughs) That's the first one. Or Kale. (laughs) He's just standing down there just like. Dude, I could not Honestly, help think of that. Honestly, though, we, I don't know. I, this is not interesting to anyone, but I'm going to tell anyway. For Charles's bachelor party, we went into the woods. <laughs> after the, a strip club, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right after the strip club, before the casino or whatever normal people do. One of the parts is we went into the woods, I don't know, exploring. Yeah. Hanging out. And our friend Kale, who's like seven feet tall. He's six, seven. He looks like an Aryan. a real life Aryan. yeah and uh he like walked the whole trail without a shirt well he glows dude he's like translucent his hair is white his body glows in the dark because he's so white Aryan, as you said and at one point he just takes his shirt he takes off his shirt it looks like the ring has corrupted him for years (laughs) that's what he looks like (laughs) the one ring yeah uh and he starts like foaming at the mouth and he's like, that's <gasps> <laughs> just weird walk. Because there, there, there happened to be a high. Dude, this sounds sketch as hell. There happened to be a high school party out in the middle of the forest that we stumbled upon. Bro, that's crazy. I never went on this. It's okay. This like, is so bad, dude. <gasps> for your bachelor party. No, it was funny as hell. But now I literally can't hear like any weird translucent creature in the forest. I just think of kale every time. Yeah, no, no, that makes that's sense. what I was thinking that the whole time. Sense. To be honest, that first one though, legitimately, I. Like, that's what I thought of, was hill people. Mm-hmm. Like, people hiding in them caves out in the woods in Cumberland Mountains or whatever they're called. Or That's what it seems like. <sighs> However, the second story. Dude, I think it's one of the previous victims. Oh, shit. The body dude. of a previous victim. That's why it's all bruised, because he fell for it, went over, and died. And it may have just looked mm. like Mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, had mimic powers, I'm sure. Well, and... and but the I bruises, I think it's because Mark of, just looked basic, dude. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. it looked yeah, everyone like, looks like Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great assumption. Think. Like a siren or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, those are both valid, I think. <laughs> the sirens of the pond yeah. down below 30 feet. <laughs> Creepy, though. Bro, uh, like, besides paranormal, there's a lot of reasons I don't want to go to the South. <laughs> 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 and here's two more. So thank you for those stories. Yep. No, shout out to Stormy and Chuck. Yay. Stormy and Chuck hilarious dude you're right i think uh mimic stories are at least one of the most intriguing to me i don't know what i'd do if i saw myself dude have you ever it's like like if you see a demon pray or i don't know if you see a lay yeah (laughs) you see yourself i don't know what you do have you heard of the ultimate taboo oh yeah Yeah. dude (laughs) the okay sorry listeners the ultimate taboo is if you ever come in contact with yourself let's say your future self is able to travel back in time. The ultimate taboo is to sleep with yourself. <laughs> so that's an option. Thank you, that's Charles. If you, if you ever run into yourself. Because <laughs> yeah. how do you know, you know? I mean, I guess you don't unless you, like, you try it. Yeah. He's all like, come sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you going to say before I interrupted you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, just like when we were out in the woods one time, somebody was like, what's the scariest thing you could see like right now? And I think that the consensus answer was like, what if we saw ourselves walking up to us? Or like one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Because then we don't know, first of all, if one of us is legit. Yeah, I know. The Spider-Man dude. Like who we're going to kill. <laughs> yeah. Creepy. That's creepy. why we got our password. True. Yeah, boy. Some of us can't remember the password. Oh, shit. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Dude, we used to legit, when we recorded, we'd, we'd check each other to make sure each other was each other <laughs> with our password. Yeah, that stopped after like four times. Yeah, that took way too long, bro. So, thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Stormy. Yep, that's me for tonight, guys. It's you. Anything from Lay Chat? Um, Sarah Branwin says, you don't have to be faster than the monster. You got to be faster than your friends. Exactly. Exactly. True. <laughs> That's why he found himself at the front. Bye, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, so who here? Well, I just literally went went running for fun, so I'm ready. (laughs) And then uh, people want to know who your favorite sibling is, Charlie. Easily Aiden. I hate every single other one. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Easily. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Is that good? Yeah, and there there's a request for Kale on the pod. Oh, dude, we want to get him on the yeah, issue with tried Kale. <laughs> he refuses to leave uh, his little bubble of Moses like Washington and squares by <laughs> yeah. everything there. Yeah, He'd and also good- he w- he's like the funniest person I know, but he's also one of the most inappropriate people I know. <laughs> and some people might find that hard to deal with. So he'd be a great app, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, except yeah. Anyway. It would be entertaining. One day. We'll see. (laughs) All right, guys. 100th episode. Had to come big. We had to come giant. Real big. So I was thinking, what's the scariest shit I could talk about? (laughs) And obviously, I landed on the dentist. The scariest of them all. Spooky, (laughs) dude. No, but truly, one of the most terrifying things. There's like supernatural things that scare me. There's real people that scare me, serial killers and whatnot. One thing that legitimately terrifies me, and ever since I heard about it and realized that it's a possibility, it has like plagued me forever. So now I wish to plague the listeners. <laughs> 2008, sweet older woman goes in for routine surgery. Routine root canal. Donna Penner. She goes in for an exploratory laparoscopy. Don't think I pronounced that right, but that's what I'm going to go with. Super standard procedure, straightforward, very little risk, in and out. It is, you know, they do have to cut her open, but like, you know, they've got it down. Science is caught up. (laughs) So she's prepped. She's ready. She's lying on the surgical table, and they start to administer the anesthesia. They say, okay, countdown from 100. So like many people, she goes, okay, 99, 98, 97. And she goes under. Cops. Cops. (laughs) (laughs) Open up. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to jail. Surgeons with their little gloves gloves. and whatnot. (laughs) Scalpel, scalpel. And they start to do the procedure. The issue is. Although Donna's body went under, her mind and her feeling of pain stayed awake the whole time. Something went wrong with the anesthesia, didn't take, 
And she lied there, laid there through the entire procedure, horrified, feeling horrific pain as they cut her body open. And the procedure calls to like move organs around. And she could feel the entire thing. But because she was paralyzed, she could not signal to them saying like, yo, stop, please stop. Like, please stop. I'm still awake. Open. So she endured the entire procedure and was able to tell them after they like brought her to. But this is speculation, but I just can't imagine going through something like that and being the same person on the other side. So when I heard that, that that's possible, uh, wasn't fun <laughs> to think of that. Uh, that was just a little intro. Of like the weird things that can happen during surgery, during dentist, during doctor visits and whatnot. We have a friend who will remain anonymous. Don't try to guess because of, uh, what's it called? Confidentiality. (laughs) But they are doing their, they are a dentist over on the West Coast. Oh, is that? Specifically the Pacific Northwest region. Several states could be. Don't try to guess. (laughs) The place that they're at is a rural town um, for many, many, many years. Like its history is logging. So it has a history of being pretty rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. A lot of the demographic was like men because they would come in for logging. People go missing. It's kind of ghetto. Drugs are pretty, really prevalent. So I just wanted to, they were telling me about the utter chaos of being a dentist sometimes. That I had no idea. So I'm just going to go over some of their most interesting patients that they've had. They said very routinely, it's, it's, it's common for people to come in and be completely like yacked out on something. And they do their best to administer whatever procedure they need. Sometimes they're doing an entire extraction where they're taking out like every teeth, tooth. They've, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but if your tooth is bad enough, they said they often see teeth. They're just a black, soft mess is like the tooth. And they have to go in and cut, remove pieces of the bone and take out the entire tooth. This is going to get uh, squeamish if you don't like hearing stuff like that. So this is very common. Uh, a lot of the times patients will have an extreme amount of anxiety before procedures. So something they do is they like give them anti-anxiety medication But what can happen is either they have like adverse effects to that or sometimes they mix in their own drugs with that and they come in and they're like out of their mind. So one time they had a guy who was on the table and during the procedure as they're taking teeth out, he starts freaking out and flailing and he kept grabbing what was in the mouth and like throwing it away. And then so they had to have like multiple dentists come in, multiple assistants come in and hold this guy down. Freaking out, incoherent. They said like he was just like, uh, 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 like talking, speaking in tongues. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. how you sound when you have shit in your mouth, bro. It's like the dentist. <laughs> they said he had taken something, he was on something, and he was out of his mind. And then after the procedure, they like could not get him to come to forever. He was just gone. Another plan. And this is like a routine thing. This person I was talking to, they were like, dude, I could tell you like three stories from today that are like this. One of them. Oh, and the alias I will give this person is Jim White. So we'll be talking about Jim, the dentist. Something that they're allowed to do as dentists is when they get a person in and they like, they check them in and they decide what whatever procedure they're going to put them through, they're able to look up their police records. And so a very routine thing is they'll get them in the chair, they'll do the procedure. And then when the person leaves, 
one of his assistants will come over and be like, yo. Okay. So one guy. For what? Just like to see if they have a police record at all. Like they'll use their, because they, they, when they sign in, they give their name. Right. And yeah. one of their assistants has like a system that Dennis can access where it can just pull up. If you have police records, they can pull you up. Why would they need that? Just to make sure safety and stuff. For themselves. Yeah, dude. Dennis need to be safe. So I'm going to go over just a couple weird ones. One, they had a young guy in and instantly gave off a very creepy vibe and very socially awkward, wouldn't make eye contact, very creepy, does a procedure, sends him on his way. His assistant comes in and just shows him. And he said she had to like scroll from all of his like molestation charges of children. And Jim was like, good hell. You know, another one. Female, she comes in pretty normal. And and a lot of his demographic, he says, like, look a certain way. Like, they have a very tumultuous life. Rugged. This person was, like, done up, very normal looking. Like, okay. Does the procedure, sends, him, sends her on her way, and the assistant comes in and shows him the phone and the records. Turns out, this person, one, was on Dr. Phil a long time ago. For like a completely separate but crazy family drama thing. <laughs> and then two was a, I, I can't remember what her charge was, but she had seduced and slept with her 13-year-old daughter's male friend. And she'd done this twice. <laughs> okay. So he's just kind of highlighting the creepy things or the, the intense people that come through and sit in his chair. Uh, I do have a photo. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. Oh, I didn't yeah. want to like put it out too much so that's, that's a picture for <laughs> besides public national television yeah. i mean it is on dr phil so well it's like- they weren't talking about like the molestation charges there it was like completely family sure. drama stuff so okay. the next one he said a lot of times he'll get a vibe from people when they sit in the chair you're spending time with them you're intimate you're in their mouth right yeah this guy pretty normal didn't give any weird feelings polite calm uh, through small talk, he's like, yo, what are you into? And he's like, oh, I've been in corrections for like the last 20 years. He's like, oh, okay. So he's like a corrections assumes, officer. Yeah. Does the procedure. Thank you so much. We'll see you next month. Perfect. Sends him on his way. His assistant comes in, this time like face drained. Shows on the phone. Turns out, 20 years previous, this guy and a friend, there's three friends. Two of the friends decided one night they're going to rob and kill their third friend. So they took him out to a field, lured him out there, beat the shit out of him, and took everything he had. And then they tied him to a pole in the middle of the field and left him to die, which he did. That's heavy. This guy got convicted, sent to jail, tried to go out on parole, and the judge was like, no, you're still a danger to society. Like, you are no bueno. But apparently... 20 years later, he was able to get out, or at least on parole, and he strolled into our friend's dentist practice and was sitting in his chair. I also have a photo of him. Oh, yeah. He definitely killed someone. Okay. Next person. If you are squeamish, you can't fast forward, so maybe like go watch a fun YouTube video for a minute <laughs> and then come back. Um, they're about to go out to lunch. They're like wrapping their last patient up when... A guy comes in to the practice and he's pretty irate and he's like, I need help now. And they're like, God oh, damn it. 
we're about to go out to lunch. We're like, okay, what can we do? And he's like, I'm in so much pain. I can't sleep. I can't think. It feels like it's pushing into my brain. I need help now. They're like, okay, what's going on? What's the matter? And he's like, I have a bump, a bubble in my mouth and it's killing me. Like I cannot live with this. Please help me. It's like, okay, they get him checked in, take him back, sit him down, lean him back in the dentist chair. And our friend Jim, the dentist, opens his mouth up and he said, the entire roof of his mouth is a huge abscess oh, full of pus. And then our friend Jim goes, all right, I I hate to tell you this, but uh, best thing we can do for you is get you on some antibiotics and hope it goes away. And he's like, please, like, I can't think it hurts. So, so much pressure in my head He's like, can't you just lance it? Can you please just lance it? And our friend, the dentist goes, okay, that's a possibility, but here's the issue. Even if I squirt anesthesia in there, it's so acidic. It's not going to numb the pain. Plus the way I have to do it, it's probably going to hurt way more than it's already hurting right now. And he's, he's begging his tears in his eyes. Cause he's, he's in screaming pain. Like it's constant. And he goes, please just do it. And they go, all right. So they prep him. They shoot an anesthesia. No effect. It's instantly like neutralized by the acid of the pus inside huge bubble on the roof of his mouth. His assistant sucking his saliva. Oh, and the dentist goes in and just touches it with his finger, barely brushes it. And the, the guy in the chair goes, ah, ah, starts screaming and shaking. Other assistant See? grabs his shoulders, See? grabs. Yeah. I See? told you. Yeah. Other assistant grabs his head, tries to stabilize it. And he's screaming. And our friend Jim is like, uh, like, dude, be quiet. Everyone in the lobby can hear this going on. Just like him murdering someone. <laughs> be quiet. He's like, uh, yeah, puts a hand on his open pussy mouth. So he goes, okay. (laughs) Grabs the scalpel, goes up to the bubble, and makes his first incision. Hot, frothy pus spilling out. And the guy is screaming because more pressure in his head. The dentist is doing his best. He has to squeeze and push his assistant. Now the issue is not only him screaming and, and frolic flailing around, but the smell that's in the oh. room. So the guy on the table between screaming starts gagging because his mouth is full of blood and pus. So he's like, <laughs> it's dry heaving. <laughs> dentist grabs a small trash can shoves it in this guy's chest. The guy grabs it. I'll spare you the details. I could really drag this out. <laughs> but a lot of pushing, a lot of screaming, a lot of blood, and a lot of pus. Bro. As they're doing this, another assistant comes into the room and says, uh, Sir, can you help me out here? Opens the back door to the practice. And there's like four or five women in the parking lot screaming, almost coming to blows. So he's like, uh, 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 and the assistant goes, uh, sir, I think they're talking to you about your dog. And the guy, mouthful of blood and pus, stands up with his bib on, with everything on, and sprints out of the practice. <laughs> so our friend, the dentist, and his assistants, like, go outside to see what happens. Apparently, he had come in, turned his car off. A dog was in the car. Women, 
several women saw the dog in the car and they, they started fighting about, we're breaking the windows. We're calling the cops. We got to get this dog out of the car there, but they're at the point they're they're like in each other's face screaming so much. So they don't even realize a guy in a full gown and bib sprint past him with his trash can in hand. He's like, driving into the trash can he just runs opens his car takes the dog ties it up to a tree and then runs back inside and the women don't even notice they're just still yyelling he's like i gotta go work on my canines (laughs) (laughs) funny anyway he runs back in and they're pretty much done with the procedure so our friend jim just like takes off the, the smock that he has on and gives him a prescription he goes go get this filled out and the guy leaves dry heaving and stuff Bro, how hot do you think the piece of pizza was that he ate to burn the mouth of his <laughs> <laughs> Like one hot pocket? Yeah, <laughs> any, stereo- any typical hot pocket. All right, I tell this story just to highlight. Jim wanted to emphasize, like, dentist offices, they seem like super boring places, but they can get so chaotic in a matter of seconds, right? Dude, there's, like, even more to that story, but this – um sets off a chain of events where they're all kind of like, dude, that was really, that was extra crazy. So they're all talking about it. And the story comes up in the office and they're like, well, have you heard so-and-so's story? And it's the guy who opened that practice in that small rural town. And he had an event that happened to him back in like the eighties or nineties when it was like a way smaller town and way more, way more of like a shoestring budget out there. So this is that older dentist's story. This guy moved into this specific area because there was a need for dentistry. Like no one was there. And he specialized in like full extractions, removing all the teeth. There's sometimes in dentistry where like if you're particularly good at something, they'll kind of funnel those cases to you. Like if Sean was really good at like taking out molars and stuff like that, anyone would come in and I saw him and be like, all right, like you're going to see Dr. Gasway, right? So this guy was known for doing full extractions. Um, His partner had already met with a young lady, did a whole consultation and exam. They had gotten the x-rays and they decided they were going to have to remove most of her teeth. So full extraction. And so he was informed that you're going to have this patient um, on this Friday, let's say, and it should, should be pretty standard. The other, the partner did say, it is kind of a particularly weird case. She's very nervous. She acts very erratic and it's because of the anxiety. And her teeth, they have sustained a lot of damage very quickly. And that's why uh, Jim said most, there's two most common reasons why you get full extractions. One, your teeth rot away so bad that you're going to, they have to like take them out. Or two, people who heavily grind. So they just grind their teeth down to like nubs and then they crack past the gum line. You're going to have to go in, remove bone and take those teeth out. So he said, it is kind of weird. It looks like. She might be a grinder, and that's probably what's happening. But the weird thing is, is it seemed to be ha- take place in like a very short amount of time. No worries. He's been through it all. This is his specialty. We'll set her up Friday. Friday comes around. The patient gets there. And immediately, the dentist, he's like, yeah, I can tell. She's very anxious. She's gaunt. She's like, blood is kind of drained from her body. She is acting very... Like cautiously, right? Slowly. My Mac's about to die. I got to go fast. <laughs> oh, no. They get her in the chair. She has to go under. And this guy is, some dentists will get like trained to be able to administer anesthesia as well. 
And that's one of the reasons why he's known for extraction. So he's trained to do that. He has two assistants in the room. They get her in. She's like not really speaking. And they're saying, yeah, she must just be super nervous, which is understandable. So they open her mouth. They do the the pre-exam or whatever. And he is like, holy shit. Like all of her teeth have been ground down. And it looks like they were healthy teeth, but she's just like ground them down to the nubs. He's like, yeah, we're, I don't think we can save like any of these teeth. So they prep her, they set it up. He's sitting on almost behind her. She's like sitting in the surgical chair. His, he has two assistants. One's in the back. She will be supporting the head and the other one is across the chair. So they start administering the anesthesia counter down and she is out. When people come to from anesthesia, they're super groggy. Takes them a long time to like get back to normal, right? So no worries. She's out. And he starts going to town doing his procedure. He said a lot of times when you're in like a patient's mouth, you're so focused on these like tiny little teeth in like the procedure, you zone in and almost everything gets blocked out to the point where like sometimes his assistant will say something and it will like startle him because he just forgets everything. So he's in there. He's starting the extraction. He has a forcep in his hand and he's using that tool. I have no idea how it works. I'm not a dentist. And he hears the assistant across from him gasp. So he like stops. It freaks him out at first. And he looks up at her and she is staring directly at the lady in the chair. So he slowly looks down and he looks down at the lady in the chair. And both of her eyes are wide open and she's staring at the dentist. He almost drops his forceps. Jumps up in his chair because she's awake during the procedure. That's bad for a million reasons. She could start flailing. You know, she could be feeling immense amount of pain. So they're freaking out. He's like, holy crap. He starts looking to make sure the anesthesia is still on. And it is. It's pumping super heavily into her. The assistant across the way, newer assistant, she starts hyperventilating and breathing. And the lady in the chair staring at the dentist slowly looks over at the patient, or sorry, the assistant. And so he's checking the anesthesia and he hears teeth slam down, or nubs rather, slam down super loud and make a loud like, and he looks back and he looks at the patient. The patient is staring at the assistant, teeth clenched, looking at the assistant. She's hyperventilating and through gritted teeth in perfect diction, the patient says, Rebecca, which is the name of the assistant. The assistant runs out of the room. And there is super strict procedures. You're not supposed can't, to like, can't just leave. Dude. <laughs> the patient says Rebecca's name, her first name, which is like, she doesn't have anywhere. That one runs out of the room. The one holding her head stabilizing behind is freaked out and removes both of her hands. That assistant runs after the other assistant to see if she was okay. The dentist freaked out, anesthesia, sees Rebecca. Both of his assistants run out of the room and he's looking and he hears a scuffle and tearing noises behind him. And he turns to see the patient had grabbed a scalpel and started removing her own teeth. (laughs) Now the procedure, because 
I talked to our friend and I said, dude, does that happen often? Like crazy. And he's like, it's, it's weirdly not like super uncommon. We're like, they will like, he's had patients freak out and try to grab things and try to do things in their own mouth. So old dentist turns around. She is cutting her teeth out of her gums Mm. and he says her name and he says, stop, please stop, stop, put that down, please stop. And procedure is you're trying, you have to try to calm them down. So what they would do is they put a hand on their shoulder or they slowly try to grab the instrument and take it out of their hand. He walks up and she's cutting the teeth, staring at him, puts a hand out to her shoulder and she lunges at him with the blade. He's done. There's an emergency phone right outside the room, right by sanitation. Runs to the door, goes out there, grabs the phone, dials 911. As he's talking to the 911 operator, his assistants scream from the foyer. And he says, one second, puts the phone down, looks down the hall, and can just see them staring at the front door, looks back in the room, she's gone. She had ran out. Oh. They made the report. He calmed his assistants down. They locked the door. They calmed down anyone who was in the waiting room, made sure everything was okay. His assistant went to go back. One of the assistants, super distraught, the one that she said her name, super distraught. So he said, okay, you can, you can go back to the office. Like, stop. The other assistant. She left before the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> other assistant goes in and starts to tidy up the room, right? She, he's trying to calm down the one who's really messed up. And the other assistant says, uh, doctor, can you come in here? And he, he thinks, great. Like, what else? Goes back and she takes him back into the, the room where they were doing the procedure. And sitting on the tray, she left six teeth. Oh. And the assistant said, what do we do with these? I, I don't know. He probably took them home or something, but. Made a little necklace yeah. or something. <laughs> but that was the old dentist's story oh, of the craziest thing that he's dude. come across or the craziest experience that he's had. No further update on like where she went? What? No, it was, like I said, back in like the 80s and 90s. I don't know if he ever saw that person again. I can ask. But what it sounded like was, no, she never came back. Because a lot of their people are transitory, like drug addicts or I don't want to cast, uh, what's the word? Judgment. But I don't think he ever came in contact with them again. Luckily. That's sad, dude. <laughs> Bro, that's sketch. And that's the story of the extraction. Oh, my heart. <laughs> my mouth. My mouth was hurting that whole time. I was like, man, am I grinding my teeth? Like, what's going on? Yeah, take care of your teeth, dude. Brush and floss every day. It actually reminded me of a story that happened to me. When I was like 14... I went to go and get a cavity filled in my mouth and we went to the dentist and like, I get the cavity filled. I, I feel like they just put the like, uh, lidocaine or something. Yeah. Something in, I don't know. So that I didn't feel it. And then we left and I'm like looking in the mirror later, like the next day or something. And there's a hole in one of my teeth, but not like where like a cavity would be. It's like on the front. And it's just this little pinprick hole. And I'm like, what the hell is this? What's going on? So we went back to the dentist and he's like, oh, I don't know. And we're like, okay, this dude's just trying to like get us. So he has to fill like another cavity or something or another hole or something. 
because it wasn't there before. So we had to have, like end up going to a new dentist and like getting it filled there because we Bro. didn't trust this fool anymore. I don't know if like that's something our dentist friend can identify. I'll ask him. But that reminded me, I was like, that was the trippiest thing. Like that's like something you would expect from a mechanic, like not taking care of something so that you have to come back. But if you can't trust your dentist, bro, for real, it was like, he took like a, it was like a little like tiny drill bit size hole. Maybe he's just drunk or something. I don't know, dude, but had to get that filled. My teeth are fine, (laughs) but still super sketch. That is way sketch. Not down. You made it, dude. I know my Mac's about to die. (laughs) Anyway, that is dentist stories from hell. Dude, I was not expecting that, the way you set that up. Good. (laughs) That was great. Thank you. Anything from chat? Yeah. Any pus comments? People were not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Did viewership go down? I don't blame you. It says, about a bar from the freezer section of Smith's currently. (laughs) Uh, People saying, stop. Nasty. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. (laughs) Cool. You guys actually spoke to like a fear of mine because I had jaw surgery like six months ago. Wait, is that from chat or you? From me. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, they flip they, the like, camera on you, brother. I don't know if it's still on. Yeah. Oh, oh what's up, young Finally. <laughs> Um Yeah, they they removed my top jaw and like brought it forward and <gasps> bolted it and then like cut the top of my mouth and split it. To widen it and like i legit saw a therapist because i was terrified of like being awake during the procedure and all that stuff so isn't it like the scariest possibility oh, yeah. on the planet to hell it no. is terrifying and like i'm terrified too because i feel like stuff doesn't affect me as much yeah sean can take an uh an uh lethal amount of caffeine and he's like i guess i'm hyper so like when i went and got my wisdom teeth taken out like, I woke up and went and played basketball. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, need to recovery time. So I just feel like one of these times, I'm just going to be fully awake for some some shit that I have to do. Good luck with that, bro. <laughs> Dude, I remember I got my wisdom teeth taken out when I was 18. And I was just about to go to the Philippines. Shout out our Filipino in chat. Hey. And my mouth was so numb, you know, you can't feel yourself talking or anything. You're, like, pinching your cheeks and whatnot. And my mom has to run a few errands before we go home. So I go with her. And before we leave the car into the mall, I replace the gauze because they're still bleeding. And I bring like a pair with me in case I need to go to the bathroom. And we walk into the Apple store and it's 2010 and the iPad had just come out. So I'm holding the iPad for the first time ever. Dope. Scrolling through this big ass iPhone. What the hell? Yeah. And without even realizing, all of a sudden, there's blood all over the screen of the iPad. It had been too long, and I didn't notice that my mouth had filled up with blood and it just like poured out of my mouth. And I didn't know what else to do, so I wiped it all over my shirt and I ran back. I I ran back to the car. That was uh, one of the most traumatizing moments I think I've ever had. And that's when they uh, instated the rule, if you bleed on it, you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> that's foul, bro. Someone got that iPad and they're like, yeah. it smells like iron. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. 
Let me close us off tonight, dudes. Finish. Let's us. go. Yeah, I've been uh, kind of nervous. I've been for weeks. I've been thinking what to share for episode 100. So I chose to go back home. <laughs> Ooh. And uh, revisit some things that I learned in my childhood growing up in Hawaii. Aloha. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So I wanted to uh, to get into Hawaiian mythology. Ooh. I'm also a little nervous because uh, I feel I- I'm pretty disconnected from home. Like I-, I haven't lived home for 10 years and I haven't really connected with the culture at all for you know that long so (laughs) i tried to i tried to do as much uh research as i could and i I recognized a lot from what i learned as a child and that a lot of locals and hawaiians know dude you have really big sandals to fill (laughs) slippers big slippers (laughs) yeah yeah um i wanted to talk i have two stories let's go you know what i'm gonna hold off on the hawaiian mythology i'm gonna say that for last i'm gonna do a and Kalima, if you can search up the the stairway. So in my hometown, man, everyone's biased, myself included, but I swear it's true. I grew up in the most beautiful place on earth. Yeah, Privilege. hold on, Trot, hold on. Kentucky, hold bro, on. the <laughs> most beautiful place. <laughs> Visalia, California. <laughs> um, my hometown is called Kaneohe. If you've ever been to Oahu, and you've driven to the North Shore, you've most likely been to Kaneohe. You leave the airport. It's Honolulu, it's Waikiki, it's city. And you quickly, within 10 minutes of leaving the city, enter into thick forest and you're in the mountains. You're going deep and d- deeper and deeper into this valley to enter into a tunnel. In fact, there's a few tunnels to get to the other side of the island. But the main one is called the H3. And the H3 is a mile-long tunnel carved through. And they build that when I was like, I don't know, six, seven years old, Kalima? Bro, you just have to go around before that? Yeah, before that, there were two tunnels. And before that, there were one tunnel. <laughs> before that, it was a road around the island. What? That's how uh, numbers work. Um, uh, Kalima, call me out for any of this. Um, Kalima's a longtime friend. We went to high school together, by the way. So, Hawaii boy. Um, but the H3 uh, is a mile-long tunnel. And you come out on the other side. And you are like halfway up the mountain and the view is stunning of Kaneohe and there's no mountains like the ones in in Hawaii I I don't know of any other mountains that they're like totally unique uh this is the highway you come out and you see Kaneohe Bay beautiful blue water just super steep cliffs and you can see the ridges there uh in the mountain uh Kaneohe gets a lot of rain obviously it's so green Bro, your home's trash. <laughs> and when there's heavy rain, there's waterfalls in all of those ridges. So I'm just hyping up my hometown. Rightfully so. But on this highway, you pass a famous, a world-famous hike. If you're big into outdoors and hiking, you've probably heard about this. It's called the Stairway to Heaven. So in World War II, Hawaii built a ton of military radio towers and like bunkers all over the island on top of hills, mountains. Um, where was I? World War II. Built bunkers yeah, just in bunkers case Charles' all over the family island. showed up. Yeah. Watching it. No, seriously. Watching it. Seriously. Watching. <laughs> watching. Like, watching. The Komodo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, disrespectful. 
um, watching out for enemy attack. Uh, and a lot of these uh, bunkers you can hike to. They're nicknamed pillboxes. They're all over the island. You can hike to these pillboxes. Beautiful, beautiful hikes. And the stairway to heaven is on one of these ridge, ridges on the mountain. And it's over 4,000 steps. At some parts, uh, it's like a straight-up ladder. Very dangerous. It's illegal. Oh, you're, If you're sure-footed and you're not stupid, you're going to be perfectly fine. But that's not everybody. And people, especially tourists, when they're having fun, you're on vacation, you're not thinking, you know. A little what fearless. Let's, yeah. yeah, a little fearless. Uh, your courage is built up. Your friends are there. And people like to go explore outside of the railing. And that's when people die. I've also heard, we've had friends who've done it. I'll just say, my wife's done it. She said, the gusts of wind, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you'll just be one. And it's like, and it's like someone just pushed. So she had to like, you know, go on all fours basically to not get blown off the side of this mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um, this hike is uh, because uh, so many people have died and it's over the years has uh, like the structural integrity has lessened. Right. Uh, yeah. Just due to the weather and time. So they don't really send anybody to go like the government doesn't fix it. The radio towers at the top aren't in use anymore. They're not needed. So it's, it's up in the air if, uh, they should keep it uh, or fix it. Anyway, the hike exists. They have security guards at the bottom stopping you, but there are ways to to do this hike. In 2015, February, February 27th, a, I believe, 17-year-old boy by the name of Dalen Pua flew over from one of the outer islands to Oahu to the west coast to stay with his grandma, hanging out with his grandma. And while he's there, he says, I want to go on a hike. I want to go on the stairway to heaven. You know, it's a big hike. Like I said, anyone literally, (laughs) anyone, anyone who, who hikes like knows about this, this hike. So uh, he says, I want to go to the stairway to heaven. Grandma says, no, emphatically says, no, you're not going to the stairway to heaven. It's dangerous. You're all by yourself. And then she starts getting into uh, more like spiritual things, like like your ancestors wouldn't want you, wouldn't oh. want you to come, or wouldn't want you to go, and uh, you don't know what's up there. So against his grandma grandmother's wishes, he disappears, and he starts his ascent up the stairway to heaven. He sends pictures to his family to let them know he's okay. Yeah. And this hike takes, it takes a while. It takes a, it took me like eight hours round trip. So he's sending them on the hour and another hour passes and they don't receive a picture. So they're waiting. Some more time passes, no picture. So they decide to text him. Hey, are you okay? They wait. Nothing. They call, there's no signal. Now they're worried. Finally, the phone rings, and what they receive is another picture. And sadly, this is the last picture that Dalen Dalen Pula ever sent. It's the last time they ever heard from him. Really sad. But what concerned people most was 
what was in the picture. It's just a single, a single pick. So this is a part where there's no stairs. It's, it's a little bit of a trail. Okay. Can we like zoom in at all or mm-hmm. oh, what, what am I, what are we looking at? What, what's going on here? I still can't. I just, can we get some more pixels? Tell me what I'm supposed to see. Is that a, oh, is that the head up top? It seems to be a head up top, a man crouching down in the bushes. Oh, oh. I see it. Okay. 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 I see it. Oh, I was going to go up there and point. But you can see like his eyebrow, his hairline, his ear. Yeah. And he's like. Exactly. Is he just like squatting though? Like you never know. I will say that looks like howly skin. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last picture he ever sent his family. That's crazy. This is a unsolved mystery. They never found his body. I feel like it'd be pretty easy to find. Um, you would think like along whatever route he was on, right? You can't go far. There's literally one trail. It's on a ridge. And if you fall, you land on either side at the bottom of the mountain. So you just so have you to do a pretty there, yeah. straight up standard search. Exactly. Right hmm. Exactly. But they never found his body. And that was the last picture they ever found or that, that they received. Last message they received from him. Yo, also... Now, if Liam Neeson can get like the re- the reflection of some dude from like a flip phone Sean, and get like this pixels is from- real life, Sean. <laughs> I feel like we should be up, have a better picture. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, that like sent chills. Uh, that is chilling. It is terrifying when I when I saw that picture. I I don't know about you, but it was pretty easy to see at first for me. I could see something crouching in the bushes, but getting closer. Obviously, the quality lessons, but uh, you can dude. tell there's something there. Uh, and you could imagine, like, the last moments of his life, he felt compelled to take a photo of, like, this guy who we let's assume was, like, following him. Do you know what I mean? I wonder if he, like, knew this was it. Like, kind of last ditch effort to be, like, come find. It's me. almost like, too, that he was probably aware of something. And that's why he didn't send it on the hour. He was probably just trying to be aware Maybe of his he's trying surroundings. to like get ahead of him or something. And then at, at last, he's like, I have to, and snaps the pick and sends it. That's what it seems like to me. Because, like, I probably wouldn't stop and send that hourly pick if I'm, like, wary of my surroundings, you know? Hmm. That real quick is a dark subject. But there is, like, threads out there. It's, like, the last photos taken of, like, people or the people took. And this one lady... This is really dark. I'm sorry. This one lady went missing. And months later, they found a photo of her with like duct tape around her, like in a supermarket right near where she was. And they're like, like, why did it just come back? Or like, why do we find the photo now? I don't know. What the? But anyway, it kind of reminds me of that. Just Strange, like, dude. The photo it's evidence of like what It's happened. like an eerie feeling, like the last image. Like forbidden image. Like hmm. shouldn't see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um doing more research on this to see if like uh i think david politis was notified about this i don't think he made any like advancements on it because there wasn't much else besides the photo and information um but people were talking 
and there were some Hawaiians in the comments. I don't think jokingly. This is the four one one. Yeah, we're talking about uh, it. It it could have been like Menehune, and Menehune is like little. What are Menehune? It's like Hawaiian elves. Yeah, like Hawaiian elves, but they steal people away. It's mostly children. Um, this guy was children. Technically. technically, yeah. So that led me on to reading more into Hawaiian myths and legends that I knew about, but trying to dissect it more. And the one that I came to that I wanted to share tonight is Maui. Maui, the demigod. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> so I assume everyone's watched Moana. We're going to watch Moana so right that, now. So I'm, I'm going to talk to you as if you've watched Moana. Uh, Maui, the demigod, is an actual uh, legend in Hawaii and in all of Polynesia, actually. Um, Tongans, the Maori, the Tahitians, uh, they all have stories about Maui. And if you read into Polynesian folklore, legends, mythology, there is a distinguishable difference between myth and legend. The line between the two is pretty blurred. But the conclusion that I found was myths are made up. Legends are humans' interactions with the things that were made up, which is kind of cool. Cool so way like to put every, it. Every like, thing has like that basis in truth or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So a lot of uh, Polynesian religions, especially Hawaiian, were uh, polytheistic. Lots of different gods, similar to... Uh, Greek and Norse mythology, uh, different gods for different purposes. And it's funny because like we learn about a lot of these, we watch them on the big screen, like Hercules, but you look like you, you watch the movie and Hercules was a good guy. You know, you watch Maui and uh, he's known as a trickster. And in the, the movie Moana, he's playing all these jokes. He's not taking things uh, very seriously, but uh, he, he's also a, He's, he's like an anti, anti-hero. Like he's done a lot of mm-hmm. feats that have made himself famous amongst Hawaiians. And he sings it in that song, You're Welcome. Maui has a magic hook and he's used it a lot. Is that real? Or is that stories? just yes, Disney? Yes, that is real. Um, and uh, Disney did a, a lot of their homework when they made Moana, which I was really proud of as a Hawaiian. But he talks about uh, Maui and his brothers went fishing one day. Casts his hook, and he can't retrieve it. Turns to his brothers on the canoe. He says, we got a big one. Start paddling as hard as you can. They're paddling. They're paddling. Until he fishes up the Hawaiian Islands. That's the legend. So Maui's responsible for the creation of Hawaii. Uh, So is he a member of the Bohemian Grove or? Yes, dude. <laughs> Very much so. Maui's Illuminati for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, ancient Hawaiians believed this. This was their religion. You know, Maui was responsible for their a big part of their existence. Mm-hmm. Another big story that he sings about in the song You're Welcome on Moana is how he captures the sun with his with his hook. So Maui's mother. And his village was frustrated, I believe, with the crops not growing fast enough. His mother was frustrated with, their, in Hawaii, there's kapa, 
uh, or tapa, which is cloth for clothing or uh, floor mats for houses, uh, decoration. And it's made from uh, the bark of coconut trees. So in order to make that, you need to dry it out. And I guess back in the day, the sun wasn't around long enough. <laughs> so Maui says, you know what, Ma? I'm going to do something about this. And as the sun starts going across in the sky, he casts his hook and he catches the sun. Damn. And he holds it hostage. And he tells the sun, we need more of you. <laughs> you need to give us more of your, your light because you help us survive more. You help us to create the things that we, we make here, you know? Yeah. Do rappers brag about buying their mama a house? Yeah. <laughs> this dude be catching suns for yeah. his mom. <laughs> um, also, with the heat wave, can we ask him to come back and push it yeah, back? Yeah, push it back. Right. It's like, go, bro, <laughs> we got the freaking cloth. Let's uh, yeah. <laughs> put it back. Too much cloth. Um, sun agrees. He's like, all right, Ooh. I'll give you longer days. And after that, they lived plentiful. Their crops grew more. Their bark dried. <laughs> and uh, they have uh, the Hawaiians had Maui to thank for part of their prosperity, you know, giving them more sunlight, mm-hmm. more life. So these are the, these are the happy stories about, about Maui. Much like Hercules, though, there's a very dark side. Like Hercules, I didn't, I remember Hercules murdered his family, murdered his kids, uh, What'd they do, though? <laughs> what were they wearing? Yeah, what were yeah. they wearing? Uh, a freaking toga, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Hercules also killed all the men in a city. And that same night had sex with all the women in the city to repopulate it. That's impressive, dude. So it's like there's all these Create things that, the problem, you know, provide the solution. <laughs> Alpha Omega. Um Zeta Pi. Obviously, all these things uh, Disney omits for obvious <laughs> reasons. And there are scenes of Disney. <laughs> there, there are there are uh, uh, dark sides to to Maui the demigod and, and his story, his legend, his myth. So his skin. Sorry. I wanted to I wanted to share some of that. First of all, Maui's magical hook. I had never learned about where it came from. Have you? Yeah, I learned. Really? Yeah. Okay. True Hawaiian. <laughs> Please, yeah, me, fake Hawaiian. Uh, I hope I do my grandma proud tonight, you know. Uh, if I'm, <laughs> if, uh, no, for real, pitch in if uh, you have anything to add. But one of Maui's adventures, many adventures, was discovering fire. And if I'm right, he had to go down to hell to get it and steal it. While he was in hell, he saw his grandma. <laughs> and his grandma, he, he said, Maui said that he watched his grandma eat the souls of those who came into hell. What? Damn, grandma. <laughs> That's a dope grandma. <laughs> so he says, how do, I, how do I put this? Maui is amazed by turned on aroused his, his grandma's <laughs> abilities and she can just take those spirits <laughs> she's taking dumb. those spirits uh he says give me your jawbone hmm. she refuses he somehow convinces 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 her 
a lot of these details I, I couldn't find. Go figure. And Maui's grandmother gives him her jawbone. And that jawbone becomes his hook. So he coerced his family <laughs> to, to give him this, this magical item. Um, is that on track? Yeah. With what you've heard? Okay, yeah. cool. Good. I had never heard that. I didn't know where the hook came from. So that like fascinated me that he saw his grandma eating souls. He's like, I need that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what that mouth do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and from there, he uses the hook, I guess, for good. What is it? The method? <laughs> Sorry. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. I hate you. Pineapple? Do not. Gosh. Pineapple method. Pineapple method. <laughs> We're not talking. Shout about out my that. deviants. <laughs> They're all Coming left. <laughs> okay, we're not going there. Um, the The best story uh, about like the dark side of Maui is how he died. So he is a demigod. So death is on the table. Maui wanted, with good intentions, wanted to. Bless men with immortality. So who does he go to for that? Who does he go to for, or what, what, do, what do you do to give men immortality? Kill death. Yes. Oh, okay. So the name is Hinenui Tepo. So Hinenui Tepo is great woman of the night or the goddess of death. Hinenui Tepo would send people on their way to heaven or hell. He said, this person is responsible for making men mortal. I need to get rid of her. He comes up with a plan to kill her. He says, I'm going to go in the middle of the night. He's telling his brothers. And they come with him. And they watch him attempt to, to murder her. In the movie Moana, they made Maui a shapeshifter, which is also correct. Do you remember what he turns into? What animal? Like part shark, dude? Not quite. A bird? Yeah, a hawk. <laughs> part shark. <laughs> you just made that up. No, it oh, happened in the movie. He? He's like half oh, I guess shark. I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, he turns but into it's a shark. when the hook was like half broken. So he starts oh, like, oh, yeah. His yeah. power started like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He turns into like some other Disney princess or something. That's canon, bro. Yeah, dude. Dude, yeah, if it's Disney. It's yeah, they really did their research. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so uh, he shapeshifts. And in Hawaiian mythology and legend, uh, he takes on a lot of forms. But one of the main ones is, is the hawk. What do you think he turns into to try to murder the goddess of death? Jellyfish. Dude, you're not super far off? <laughs> that whatever crab thing from Moana, bro. <laughs> Dude, homeboy turns into a worm. What the? And there's two versions that is written. The first one is Maui turns into a worm. He enters into the cave. And the cave crushes him with obsidian teeth. Ugh. The second version is he wants to enter into her vagina, travel through her body and out her mouth. And that's how he's going to kill her. Extra. And there's carvings of this. 
And that's that's Maui. Not what I and we just got get, taken off YouTube. Expect to be happening in that photo. Well, he don't look worm like. <laughs> <laughs> this is Maui. Uh, how, how do we put it? Enter. Getting the getting the big dead. Okay, so Maui got caught cheating, and this is the story he told his wife. <laughs> oh, I was trying to save all mankind. <laughs> I'm giving men immortality, is what he said. Stop blocking men. Yeah. Um, in the story, okay, switch back to us. <laughs> he's a he's success. He's um, like his plan is moving along, and it's happening until his brothers from the bushes watching start laughing. <laughs> And they awake Hine Nui Tepo. She wakes up, she sees what's going on, and crushes Maui. Dude, what kind of thought don't wake up the second <laughs> he starts? <laughs> Sorry, goddess of death. So, Maui died by clapping thighs. <laughs> but Like a true legend. <laughs> <laughs> snoo snoo. <laughs> snoo death by snoo snoo. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I thought... uh. The hook and the jawbone was uh, so unique. Bro, and, uh, I, I feel like the Maoris have like a mad similar because I did research on the the Maoris for like a story I did a long time ago, and I remember someone trying to enter into the woman, and then she wakes up and kills him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a, a lot of these stories are shared by all Polynesians, not just the Hawaiians. Makes sense. So yeah, like I said in the beginning and preface. Maui is known by all Polynesian cultures. He was a demigod ah. for all Polynesians. Yeah. On the bottom of Maori weapons, the bottom is a vagina. Mm-hmm. And it's to remind you, like, this is where you came from. It's going to take you out. Some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Know. And I'm not trying to be uh, crass or vulgar. Yeah, sorry. Like, Polynesian culture was, like, extremely sex positive. Like, there are legends of one of the goddesses. And, I mean, we we laughed as kids when we heard this. But one of the goddesses has, a like, a flying... A flying vagina. She like detaches her vagina and it like chases men. Mm. And if you've ever been to Hawaii and you've hiked Cocoa Head, then you've hiked into the vagina. That's where, that's the whole legend of it. And the Hawaiians believed that, you know, so. They're not just prude asses like yeah. Western culture. Yeah. Uh, they were very sex positive, all about fertility and uh, family. Ohana. Oh. And that's oh. what we're coming down to, dude. Ohana. That's what Vin it's Diesel, all about. Hawaiian Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have friends. I have Ohana. <laughs> Bro, that was good. That was, good. That was actually funny. Yeah. I like that, dude. I like that one. <sighs> that's me tonight. Hey. hey. I wanted to share a little bit of uh, my culture. Aloha, for goodbye. Episode 100. Aloha, goodbye. Dude, I dig that. That one of the photo, that's creepy. I love stories like that, even though they're really sad. They're infuriating, too, because we don't know. Yeah, but so creepy. Like, he managed to catch potentially what took him out. Yeah. So creepy. And it was sent later. I don't know. It's just the whole scenario. Sus. But always love hearing about the Hawaiian culture as well. Thank you. You did your grandma proud. Wow. Thank you. She should (laughs) give you her jawbone. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. We hope everybody had fun. How's chat doing? Yeah. Chat's good. Yeah. Um, they aight. The most recent is can't wait to see this in Moana 2. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> the slither. Yeah. <laughs> Thick thighs got him in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Tafiti's revenge, bro. Tafiti's <laughs> <laughs> revenge. <sighs> 
Cool. Guys, this was way fun. We're not sure how often we're going to do this. If you guys enjoyed it, please let us know. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we can make it like a once a month thing. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Or a special ting. Yeah. This was totally new for us, for you. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like it went like pretty well. So, do you want to do a poll? Yeah. Sure. We can poll, dude. Yeah. Mm. Let's do like, uh, should we make this a monthly thing? Not saying we will. Everyone votes no. Everyone's going to spam no. <laughs> see what our chat's like this will be the test yeah in the meantime should we close out and then we can chat with chat close out for the recording oh sure all right yeah guys this was fun we love it we loved hanging out with you and uh i really dug the stories they were like way different all over the place it's always fun it's fun when they align and then it's also fun when we cover lots of different stuff yeah so we appreciate you. Once again, shout out to all of our supporters, all of our listeners. Everyone here tonight oh, yeah. is the reason why we can still do this and why we continue to grow. Uh, so we really appreciate you all. Big shout out to, um, again, our our producers, top tier patrons that we shouted out earlier, uh, Kalima and Miranda and all of our, our friends and, and family. Um. All right. Looks like they're saying yes. Uh, let's let's close it out for for real. Okay. Oh, uh, we love you guys. Thank you for uh, coming out with us too, or to watch our stream, uh, supporting us all the way to episode one hundred and further. Uh, we look forward to to doing more. As always, send in your stories. Those are our favorite, the ones from the listeners. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to get to know you guys and like, dude. We've we've met and made friends from people who send in their stories. Like it's so crazy from all around the world. The most recent one being England. So happy birthday, that person. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, please send in your stories. You can send them into our IG DMs. You can go to our website. There's a link in our bio. You can submit them there. Or you can send them to our email, yourfriendsat3mpodcast.com. But we love you all. We hope you're safe and you have fun. With that, bye. Love you. Be safe. Trust your gut. Watch your back. Be careful out there. Bye. What up, chat? What up, YouTube? <laughs> Any, any fun things? Any questions? Any thoughts? Uh, once a month would be super cool. Um, we haven't forgotten about feet pics. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll hit you back. We'll hit any, you back. Anything from you guys? Any chat? Any questions for uh, Kalima and Miranda? Oh, yeah. Let's get, get them in on this. Denny Source says, y'all the best thing I look forward to every week. Thanks, G. Yo, thank you. Any stats we want to go over? Yeah, we're averaging... 20,000 downloads a month, countries all over the world, a uh, ton of active listeners. So it's cool. The YouTube is growing. I don't know. Anything else? Those are like our big milestones lately is the 20,000 downloads a month. What's next? What can people expect? What's on the radar? Uh, I think for real, merch. Yeah, we'll do another. Like uh, the as, we get, as we get yeah. closer to fall, winter, merch and... Uh, March that kind of fit the season. So we're trying to figure out a live show. It would be in Utah though. Yeah. So all of our Utah listeners can come out. And if you want to travel, go for it. We've thought about doing a live show at a venue and we've thought about meeting in the woods. Is that weird? <laughs> you want to do a poll? <laughs> poll. <laughs> Should we do a live? Cause there's like venues in Utah that we could do. There's amplitude. There's, 
There's amphitheaters in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So Big Cottonwood has one. It's pretty dope. Why are you also hush about it? I don't know. I don't want people to know. <laughs> All right. DJ, whatever happened to that Reddit person you were in contact with? There was one. You had, yeah. Which I one? was in talks with them and then they just stopped responding. If we're talking about the, dead. the person who had like the occult. Yeah. Oh, was in the yeah. occult. Yeah. I was talking with him a couple of times and he just stopped responding. I, I reached out to him like two more times and I was like, huh? dang, I don't want to press him further than I already did. Huh. Unfortunately. Happens a lot. Yeah. Like people just stop responding or whatever. No, or yeah. Or just like loose ends and we can't like. Yeah. I know we always like every episode we're like, oh, we should look that up and then never do. Yeah. Or we look it up and like there's no further information or. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what can we expect for episode 200? <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, if we make it, bro. Record from the moon, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, we have so many more miles. Oh, dude, we just hit 3,000 followers on IG, which is not big for big people, but it's big for us. So thank you, everyone who follows us on IG. If you know someone who doesn't, steal their phone, go follow us, give us a like. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Come and hang out on uh, Discord, too. You're... All right. Before we go, I feel really bad. Isaac sent all that money. He sent three grand. Holy. So I got to give the people, I got to give the people what they want. All right. You don't want to sell out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the money really got to you. Kalima, you ready for that wide? Yeah. Okay. For wow. Viewers out there, left foot or right foot? Both. I have to get it to focus on me. Focus on me. Put your foot. Left foot? All right. <laughs> this is dumb, dude. Here we go. <laughs> is everyone ready? Oh! <laughs> hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 a.m. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. 
Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.